hello to you today. I don't know whether it's morning or evening or the middle of the day for you, but it doesn't really matter because whichever part of the day it is, God's Word is relevant to us, makes a difference for us. I want to talk to you this week uh, about some, some areas of life. I'm going to call it how to deal with difficulties and how to deal with difficult people. And I'm going to be dealing with some things that it, some of them will be more general, some of them will be more specific, but it, it will really be dealing with problems that we all face from time to time. And I want to talk first with you about, from the scripture, about uh, one of God's basic principles, and that's what to do when you don't have a clue what to do. I mean, you're desperate. It's a huge problem. It's a tremendous need. It's you're helpless. It's, it's overwhelming. You can't figure out an answer. And you're really, really under the, under the rug, not knowing what to do. And I want to show you that that's a good place to be in God's viewpoint. And that doesn't seem so to us. But God gets us to the place where we don't know what to do. We don't know where to turn. And he brings us to that place of helplessness. You know, the old saying is God helps those who help themselves. But the truth is God helps those who trust in him. Now, that doesn't mean we don't do anything. We do. But we do it under direction. We're not just running around wildly. I want to share with you a story out of the Old Testament and out of the life of the prophet Elisha. This is in the fourth chapter of Second Kings, beginning at verse 1. The wife of a man from the company of the prophets cried out to Elisha, Elisha was the head of the prophets. Your servant, my husband, is dead, and you know that he revered the Lord. But now his creditors, creditor is coming to take my two boys as his slaves. Elisha replied to her, how can I help you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? Your servant has nothing at all, she said, except a small jar of olive oil. Elisha said, go around and ask all your neighbors for empty jars. Don't ask for just a few. Then go inside and shut the door behind you and your sons. Pour oil into all the jars, and as each is filled, put it to one side. She left him and shut the door behind her and her sons. They brought the jars to her, and she kept pouring. When all the jars were full, she said to her son, bring me another one. But he replied, there's not a jar left. Then the oil stopped flowing. She went and told the man of God, and he said, go, sell the oil and pay your debts, you and your sons can live on what is left. That story gives us a basis from which we can discover what we can do when we don't know what to do, when we're in a desperate situation, and we see how desperate we are. And the problem is most of the time we don't see how desperate we are. We're desperate all the time to have God's power and presence. We're desperate in our own strength every day, but we don't recognize that until we get into a difficult situation. So the first thing we have to do is recognize we cannot take care of the problem. We cannot meet the need. We cannot solve it. That's what happened with this woman. Verse 1 said she came and cried out, and she said, my servant is dead. Now they're coming to take my boys to pay my debts, and they're going to make them their slaves. See, this woman was a widow. Her husband had been a prophet, a man of God. He had been faithful to God. He He had taught the word, preached the word, shared the word. And now he had died, and 
they had no food and they had no means for support. And she recognized that she didn't have anybody who could solve that problem. And she had to go to the one place where there was only help to be found. And that's really true every day in all of our problems, but we don't recognize it. And where we place our expectations determines whether we receive the miracle God wants to give us in our time of need. See, most of the time we look to people, we look to ourselves, or we look to something else. Elisha the prophet answered her, how can I help you? Elisha was refusing to let the widow trust in him. In other words, I'll, I'll help you, but I mean, I'm not your answer. Many times we put our trust in our parents, our mates, our friends, or someone else expecting them to be the one that solves the problem. And God might use them, but we need to go to him and seek him and let him show us what to do. Are you desperate enough with any problem you might have right now to seek God and to see him alone as your source? Jesus said in the Gospel of John, apart from me, you can do nothing. But with me, all things are possible. He said that in two different places. Now, <clears throat> when he said, apart from me, you can do nothing, he does, he does not mean that we cannot engage in activities, follow plans, do whatever we figured out. What he means is it's not going to amount to anything unless we trust in him. And we're not going to get our answer. So the second thing you must do once you see your need is find out what you have available. And that's what Elisha said to the woman. What do you have in your house, he said. Your servant has nothing, she said, nothing at all except a little bit of olive oil. Now, the first thing I think we need to recognize when God wants to work in our lives in a time of need is don't focus on what we don't have. That's what we usually do. We focus on our scarcity. We focus on our inadequacy. We focus on what we lack. But what we need to do is look at the possibilities that we already have. Our first answer to the question was, what do you have in your house? She said, nothing. But that wasn't true. She had a bottle with a little oil in it. You see, it's so even, so easy to not see in front of us that there might be something God can use in our lives. We can, we can be so overcome by negativism that we can't see that. Our first reaction may be to, to take a negative position. We must move from that negative position to God and to the supernatural. The woman could have uh, said, I have nothing, period, and that was the end of the story. But she remembered that she did have some oil. And it takes faith to say, I have a little oil. That's one small possibility. You're asking me, what do I have? Well, I do have something. It's a very small asset. You see, faith does not deny reality. It just acknowledges that all things are possible with God. God's means for meeting your need is likely right in front of you. You see, most miracles are in the house waiting to happen. A little jar of oil. God used that jar of oil to meet her need. This is a principle we see all through the Bible. The miracles are right in front of us. God, God, Moses was dealing with God, and God said, Moses, what is that in your hand? He said, it's a, it's a shepherd's staff. It's a shepherd's rod. And Jesus said, now it's the rod of God. And it became God's powerful tool for Moses. God said to Moses again when he was 
seeking water for his people, and the water was bitter. He said, what is that there in front of you? And he said, it's a tree or a tree limb. Jesus said, I mean, God said, throw it into the water, and he did, and the water became sweet, and it became drinkable. When Jesus was feeding the 5,000, he said to the disciples, what do you have? They said, five loaves and two fish. That's enough, he said. So when you think about your need, think about what you have before you begin to decide that there's no hope. And we're going to pick that up tomorrow, so I hope you'll be with me. God bless you. Have a great day.